run, but you can't hide, bitch! I did it. Welcome in everyone to You Can't Hide, the number one uh, nautical horror movie recap podcast this side of Amityville. I'm your host, uh, Lifeguard Al, with my uh, lovely co-host, Camp Counselor Ben, Final Girl Bree, and the Pumpkin Spice Lady, Calamity Cat. How are y'all today at the beach? I am getting some sun. I am excited. This is wonderful. All right, well, let's get into our first segment, This Week in Horror. So This Week in Horror... um, not too much going on. It's definitely not just because I didn't research and I'm unprepared. Um, <laughs> but Final Girl Pre did have some some news for us, I believe. Yes. So Leprechaun creator Mark Jones still hopes to launch another series called Vampricon, in which an unlucky little leprechaun finds finds himself bitten by a vampire and turned into a vampricon. He had hoped to launch this um, addition to the franchise with Warwick Davis, and that didn't happen, but he still hopes that it will happen, maybe with a new lead and maybe with Warwick. So I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Would you guys watch it? Yeah, I would love to see them cast a young uh, Kristen Dunst, maybe as the uh, vampire. <laughs> Oh, yeah. hybrid creation. So, yeah, I mean, I own like the full disc set of the Leprechaun movies. So, the full another disc one. Set. Yeah, it's all seven of them, and my favorite wow. is Leprechaun in Space. Oh wow! So he can only be killed by a f- red four-leaf clover. Wait, what? <laughs> a red four-leaf clover? Yeah. Okay, now that. That's taken it. <laughs> so the article sake says that they'll have to figure out to how to make one of those by like you know how they do hybrid plants. <laughs> Why not a four leaf clove of garlic? Yeah. <laughs> be a, GMO, a GMO clover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna get into sci-fi. It's gonna be a little bit mythical vampire movie and then like some good old Irish mysticism. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't really know what would being a vampire really change for the leprechaun. He's already like immortal, super strength. Oh my uh, god, sexy the, as hell. Think of the cute little <laughs> wings, little bat wings. Oh. <laughs> you think vamp- you think vampires have bat wings? Uh, he might. You never know. Never know. We we've never seen a leprechaun. I was gonna say LeBron. Uh, would he? Le- would he be Le- like a, Would he be like a Brad Pitt or like a Nosferatu? Uh, I mean, it's already ugly AF, so I would think like a Nosferatu times two. Mm. Just or like stumpier. a like a wrinkly Tom Cruise. Yeah, maybe like a <laughs> Gollum, but like Irish, a little ginger hair. Seamus. Like, It'll be yes. named Seamus. Oh my god. <laughs> So Mark Jones says that this would be a movie that you could show at, on St. Patrick's Day and Halloween. Okay. So, for one. so Leprechaun already? Yeah, like we went and watched. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right, producers, if you're out there listening, let's make Vampircon happen. Yeah, I'm all for only, but I would, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd probably be down. They should just do a Chucky. whole series of like, just like, awesome. like the Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong. They oh, should gosh. also do like, yeah, like another <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. What would you want it to be? Leprechaun versus Chucky. Chucky, um, Chucky kind of sucks though. I'd say maybe like we need someone with a little power. Leprechaun versus Krampus. Yeah. Holiday versus holiday. That way you can show it on Christmas, St. Patrick's (laughs) Day, and Halloween. David and Goliath story. Yeah. But, like, I like Leprechaun and Chucky because they both have jokes. Yeah, they're both sassy-ass bitches. (laughs) 
Or what if it was Leprechaun versus Chucky versus David versus Goliath? And then you can watch it on Sundays, on Christmas, on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) On Easter. Good Friday. Good Friday also. (laughs) Let's also throw the killer in from uh, My Bloody Valentine. We'll set it in the mines. No, 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 no. Holidays in one movie. And versus Jason. So every Friday the 13th, which is like three or four Uh, times a year. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So I'm I'm sticking with Leprechaun versus Chucky versus David versus Goliath versus Jason. I think that's as far as we can go. Yeah. (laughs) It's a hit. (laughs) Amen. Starring. Okay, now let's cast it. Chucky obviously is going to be played by Aubrey Plaza. It's definitely going to be a full. It's definitely going to be a full moon uh, production. (laughs) Who can be Leprechaun? Who's Irish? Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender is Leprechaun. Hello, Emma. Emma, I'm having a stroke. Never mind. And then (laughs) David will be. Obviously, Goliath is a rock. I mean, that's not even a question. (laughs) David. (laughs) David. David will be. David will be David Dobrik. And then we'll Jason, have Joseph Gordon Levitt. And Jason will be Jason Derulo. <laughs> Perfect cast. <laughs> there we got Jason. I love that one. <laughs> Jason Derulo will be Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. You'll just as soon as as soon as he as soon as the music plays, it's gonna be Jason Derulo. Or Jason That's from it. Power Rangers can be Jason. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. My Surrey just Googled Jason Derulo as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even say ask Siri or anything. <laughs> Weirdo. You think you have to say ask Siri? Yeah, Freddie could be Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Oh. Yeah. A little teen heartthrob. <laughs> or zombie Freddie Mercury could be. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, that's too far? All right. <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> All right. Well, we are in Amity Island enjoying a nice little uh, early summer vacation. And, you know, apparently there's a little documentary film that was shot here in, I believe, 1975 by an up and coming director named Steven Spielberg. Um, I'm not familiar with his work, but uh, the little movie called Jaws um, documentary film. Uh, this movie starts off with a nice little underwater tracking scene. And right away, we get that really nice John Williams score going, uh, which like really adds tension and suspense. We cut to a bonfire on the beach at night, uh, but a bunch of little uh, drunken kids are having fun, you know, as they do. And two of the kids decide to go skinny dipping. And that's when we see a view of the girl from underwater. Suddenly she's attacked. And well, before she's attacking, you know, we, we have like a few seconds of just the, the suspenseful music and we're looking in. She's so vulnerable and then bam, she's attacked. And it's like several minutes or like at least a minute of her being like attacked and struggling. It's pretty gruesome from the beginning, like her being dragged back and forth and the blood coming up and and uh, yeah, the shock at first when she's first bitten. It's it's yeah, it's pretty horrific uh, right from the get go. So, you know what you're in for right away. And I would argue that that music is the scariest damn music and horror. <laughs> Because it could happen, like you said. This is yeah. Like, <laughs> Shark Week is real. Yeah, yeah it's definitely sure. iconic. And this movie isn't rated PG, which is crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy. I wanted yeah. everyone to see it. What it is rated or isn't rated PG? It is. It is. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, she's completely nude and like <laughs> she gets, like jumped in half by a shark. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, her and this guy go skinny dipping and the guy just like passes on on the beach drunk and doesn't hear her like yelling and dying. Yeah. He doesn't know how to take off his clothes. He keeps like narrating what <laughs> doing. <laughs> Typical men. That's what we drunk folks do, you know, like we, <laughs> we have to talk about what we're doing because we otherwise we don't know how to do it because we have no motor skills at that time. So you're drunk <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember when I'm drunk. It just happens. <laughs> uh, the next day, her body washes up on shore, and you know, pretty quickly they determine, oh yeah, the cause of death was probably shark attack. 
And that's when police chief Brody quickly decides, you know, we need to go ahead and close down the beach. And right away, the mayor is not happy because he knows that the beach is, you know, equals tourists. And without the beach, there will be a lot less tourism. And that's when Brody is vibing on the beach when a young, oh, I think actually he wanted to close it, but the mayor doesn't let him, right? Yeah, that what happens? Because it's, <clears throat> it's the 4th of July weekend and they got to make that cash money. Yeah. Or it's, I don't think it quite is, but it's like the week of 4th of July. Yeah, it almost yeah. is. So there's plenty of people in town though. Yeah. But I just want to be clear that this is like the new metaphor for the coronavirus. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. I was definitely watching this and I was like, uh, I was getting angry because I was like, mm, flashback. Right? <laughs> it's like, don't close anything because we need to make money. But if people die, that's <laughs> just okay. Yeah, I have notes on that later. Sounds angry. Yeah. So the police chief Brody is vibing on the beach the next day when a young boy is attacked by a shark in front of, you know, an entirely crowded beach. And With right his after- kids, too. Yeah, his kids are there, too. <laughs> his whole family, like everyone, like all the town is there. And you can tell he's like nervous. He's like watching out. He's like really, you know, thinking something might happen. And then, of course, it does. And yeah, I learned. And right before he the actual attack, we get like a fake out of this girl screaming and then she gets like pushed up out of the water. She's like on top of someone's shoulders. So we're like, oh, and he like temper. He briefly is like, oh, I can relax. But then, nope, the little boy gets killed <laughs> afterwards. Uh, I don't know if it's like right after the next day, a bounty is placed on the shark that killed the boy. And there's a town meeting to discuss the closing of the beach. And of course, the entire town is against it. Uh, because you know they they're surviving you know via the money from the tourists except the you know the kid's mom who's like you mm-hmm. jerks yep she was kind of mad <laughs> um yeah so they're all arguing at the town hall it's like it gets very loud very heated when all of a sudden uh this man sc- scrapes his fingernails on the chalkboard and that's when we're first <laughs> introduced to quint the um the fisherman who has an interesting accent. I'm not sure quite what. Um, is he supposed to be like Scottish or something? Uh, he's Irish in real life. <laughs> oh, so he's Irish. So it's just Irish. Okay. I think that's like the what the main accent. Is that like what it kind of is? That East Coast. Maryland? Oh, is that what that is? There's a there's an accent there. So he, he is doing that accent. He's from Boston, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he offers to kill the shark for ten thousand dollars, which they're like, "This is nineteen seventy-five. That's like a million dollars, so we're good." And also, like, don't those people look really old for like, like them having young kids and like differently <laughs> yeah. back there? No, yeah. for real. Like, they all look fifty-five years old or older, and they all have like yeah. eight-year-old kids. Maybe that was before SBF was in fashion. <laughs> That's also gross because, like, well, they just look like- different. They're not in boots at the nursing home. That's gross. <laughs> um, no, I wanted that- to add in something here about the way Quint is introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way the scene was originally supposed to happen is that they Moby Dick was going to be shown in the local theater, and oh, that wow. he's yelling and at the screen and you know heckling, and he drives everybody out, and he would be the only one sitting at the theater in the side of the theater. Um, and Moby Dick is like the 1958 version starring Gregory Peck and Pe- um, mm-hmm. who was the star of The Omen, uh, another movie we recapped. But um, at the time, Peck owned the rights to that movie and he didn't let them use it. Um, so they had to cut that scene. And the wow. reason was not because he didn't you know, like the movie Jaws or anything. It was because he didn't like his performance in that movie and didn't want it to be seen again so that's why he didn't allow him to use it so i thought that was pretty interesting oh well yeah Yeah, i thought probably just he didn't believe in spielberg i mean i wouldn't (laughs) well this was supposed to be like a this was supposed to be like a horror movie like a they wanted to make it even more grandiose than they did Mm -hmm. um shark didn't work (laughs) so (laughs) they Mm -hmm. uh they ended up making something in my opinion way better I don't know. Some of the acting could have been better, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> no, I think this movie is like pretty good. I think it's one of the best horror movies without even being a horror movie, really. You know? Yeah. yeah. And this um, was the first summer blockbuster. Yep. 
Spielberg's not really known for them, so you know it's interesting that he made this one. <laughs> uh, this it, one became a hit. But no, so the next day we cut to a sign being placed on the beach which says that it is closed. Um, the town soon gets, soon gets swarmed by shark hunters because, you know, they want that $10,000. Um, an oceanographer is sent to town to examine the remains. He determines that, of you know, obviously the body was killed by a shark, um, but from an unusually large shark. The shark hunters catch like a regular sized tiger shark and the mayor is like, oh, we got it. The beach is safe again. Let's open <laughs> And Hooper, the oceanographer, is like, there's no way it's the right one. Um, he wants to cut open the belly. Yeah, he wants to cut open the to be- Yeah. Yeah. Um, but later that night, um, Hooper and Chief Brody cut open the shark stomach and reveals no human remains, just like fish. And a um, boot. Yeah. <laughs> From Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> there's a boot in there? Oh, my God. Yeah. I still know what you did last summer. And so and that, earlier that day, the mom of the dead boy blames, you know, Brody for uh, the death of her son, because obviously he knew that a girl died the week before and they didn't close the beach. And he's like, look, I tried. Well, he didn't say anything, but he's thinking like, yeah, it sucks. Like it's the mayor's fault, though. That's when. OK, so Bernie and Hooper discovered that the shark did not eat anybody. There's no human remains. Um, and Hooper's kind of like, hey, like. Night is the best time to go look for it. If it's if it's uh, the type of shark that I think, then it's going to be probably prowling the same territory, you know, r- right now. So for some reason, they decided it's a good good idea to go and search for it at night. Um, and Hooper has like a really high tech boat, <laughs> and Brody's like, "How are you rich? Like, how do you afford this?" And Hooper's like, "Yeah, I am, <laughs> just cash." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, how much money do you have? He's like, me or my whole family? I'm like, all right, okay. Go yeah, on. It's a trust fund. We get it. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, th- so their boat, or the boat, has like a nice radar, and via the, via the radar, even though they can't see anything because it's pitch black, they are led to a shipwreck boat. Hooper decides, oh, let me go on and <laughs> investigate in the dark-ass water at night underneath the boat. And, you know, of course, he has great visibility still. Does he have a flashlight or is it just? Yeah, he's got oh, okay. a light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And so underneath the hole, the hole of the boat is like a, there's a hole and lodged in there. He finds a, like a huge shark tooth. Uh, he's kind of like examining it when all of a sudden through the hole, like a, a face from a body, um, <clears throat> from a dead body pops up and he's like, oh shit. And he drops the, the tooth and, you know, obviously resurfaces and is like, yep, yeah, we got to get out of here. That was the, <laughs> That got me. Like I know, I know this movie backwards and forwards. <laughs> got me again. Mm-hmm. Something funny about that scene is that Spielberg went back and added that after the test run. If he got kind of greedy, like you know, with the jump scares and and the level of scariness, so he's like, well, that's, the go back the that's the best one. That's the best jump scare. It was nasty. His eye was like eaten out, and there's like worms or something. It, was, it totally yeah. got me again. I can't believe it got me because I'm like, I'm, how many times have I seen this? Mm, he just floats it on. You should tweet him and be like, "You got me." <laughs> No context. No, yeah, just no context. Like you got me. Tweet at Steven because he just has at Steven on all on all the socials and just be like, you got me. Of course he does. Oh no, what you talking about? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of there, and the next day they meet up with the mayor, and they're like, "Hey, we examined the remains. There's no human body in there. This is clearly not the right shark." Um, in addition to that, obviously, Hooper had found a big ass tooth, and so he's like, "Hey, this is probably a great white." but like the biggest great white shark of all time and the mayor's like oh you have a tooth you said you found a tooth where is it and he's like um i don't have it anymore and he's like oh well no proof so the sh- you know things are fine still <laughs> he refuses to close the beach and conveniently the next day is the fourth of july so you know well good thing you know people don't usually like going out on the fourth of july so it's a very uh, low-key holiday people don't like gathering or anything oh wait that's a lie the beach was packed as hell. <laughs> Just like nowadays. Oh my God, <laughs> do they shoot this in Miami or what? <laughs> it was mostly no. a sea of whiteness. <laughs> well, it's Martha's, it's Martha's Vineyard. What do you expect? A lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and these there's the beach is packed. There's a ton of people swimming. As so I feel like the mayor kind of has to like persuade them to go swimming, though, aren't oh, they? Kind no, of. Well, yeah, no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they weren't swimming at first. Everyone was there, but no one was swimming. And he was like, "Get your ass in the water now." He's like, "Why aren't you in the water?" He's like, "Get in the water." To like one of the older guys, and then <laughs> slowly, one by one, they all go in there, and eventually, it's just packed as hell. And that's when we cut to another lovely underwater view of the swimmers, which is kind of kinky in that underwater view. Um, so we, and also we get the music. We know things are about to go down. Um, we look at uh, some of the teens behind one of the girls' head. We see just a fin rise up from the water, and obviously this causes a little bit of panic. Things get a little hectic. Kids are getting trampled as the adults, you know, try to get <laughs> try to leave them. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't mention there's like teams like boats out on the yeah. other side. and helicopters too. Yeah, yeah. they have they have kind it's of like a as safe as possible, but it's not working obviously. Yeah, they have kind of like a little roped off area of the beach, and they have like a lot of the uh, shark hunters on their boats with like rifles and harpoons and stuff. But yeah, so they get everyone to evacuate. But it, however, it turns out it was just a couple of kids playing a prank. <laughs> So they fully have like drones gone, uh, guns drawn on them, like as they pop up. Yeah, I would have taken them out. But like, whoops, sorry. That <laughs> yeah. was a baby shark. My bad. Yeah, and so Birdie's like very relieved. He's like, oh, thank God, it was just a, <laughs> it's just a prank. And meanwhile, while they're f- realizing it's a prank, we we cut, we pan over to like a little pond. They call it a little pond, but I'm pretty sure it's just like part of the beach. But like right next to where they are which is where Birdie's son is. And it's like these two kids and this other guy are in like two separate little boats. Um, we see a, we see the shark knock the man out of the water and like immediately his leg is ripped off and we see it like, like uh, sinking to the bottom of the ocean. And Birdie's son goes into shock because, you know, he just saw a man get mauled to, <laughs> mauled to death and he kind of like passes out. Uh, but fortunately, they're able to rescue him. Can we discuss this for a second? So they show um, the chief tell his son to go to the pond, which is really like an estuary, I guess, a shallower part of the beach. And so what was he thinking? Was he thinking it was too shallow for the shark? Yeah, he was thinking that the too? shark wouldn't get in there. Yeah, yeah. and the tri- like a little tributary. like So like there was a narrow area and mm-hmm. he thought that the shark wouldn't go through there. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't didn't he ask specifically earlier? It is can a shark really attack like ten feet from the shore? I feel like he specifically asked that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. I, I think they said that they they usually attack in shallower waters. So yeah, definitely send your kid there. I wonder if that's true because I feel like that's not true. Well, yeah, I think probably at that time it wasn't true, but I think we've learned through the news and global warming, climate change that. Sharks are coming in closer and closer, and the, these shark attacks that you see in recent times have all been close to the shore. But they are. the Jersey Shore, like and that's relative, though, right? Like, what's close yeah. to the shore? Like, I don't go out swimming in the ocean. Like, that's just not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I do like, like go in the waves a little bit and chill, but I'm not going way out. Like. And and that is considered close to the shore, like several feet out, um, mm-hmm. because right. they, don't, they don't want to get sanded. So also, also going out drunk at night, people just die just from that, you know. So like, yes. not a good idea. But right, but I do I do think um, some of these recent shark attacks we see of the younger kids and teenagers or stuff, they're just out in the water playing. Mm-hmm. I mean. And so that's not that far from shore. So yeah, I think the sharks are coming in because the water is warmer. Yeah, um, yeah. Those I... ice caps, those glaciers are melting. <laughs> thanks conspiracy. to freaking, thanks to freaking Obama, the sharks are hungry. <laughs> the conspiracy. It's all fake news. <laughs> all right. So after this shark attack, and now the fourth dead body in like a week at this beach, the mayor finally is like. All right, let's go ahead and take action. And he's kind of persuaded to hire Quint, or maybe he just automatically decides Quint's the best option. But uh, they decide to go that route. Um, We have like a little scene of Brady, Hooper, and Quint hanging out and kind of just shooting the shit (laughs) at his little shack. 
Um, but eventually, scars. <laughs> huh? There's a whole scene of comparing scars. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh yeah, that's cute. Dear himself to Quint, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hooper and so they take off in Quint's ship, the Orca. Um, they set like a, a big chum line. Um, yeah, and like you said, like Hooper really has like a bromance going on with uh, with Quint. Like they're they're talking about their scars, and uh, that's where we have like that really nice dialogue from Quint, where he's talking about. Uh, 1,100 men went in the water. And then, like, we lost 800 men that night because uh, he was, like, delivering parts for the nuke back in, you know, the war. Which, interesting choice for backstory. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ways for him to be introduced to sharks, they chose, like, being part of, like, nuclear warfare, but whatever. <laughs> we fit the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Robert Shaw kind of, I think he kind of spruced up the dialogue from what I read. Oh, really? It was really good. He might have embellished okay. it. Yeah. It's so good. Maybe someone should reenact it later. Hmm. And also, I think part <laughs> of what um, makes uh, Hooper and Quint's chemistry great is that I also read that Shaw and um, Dreyfus did not like each other at all, that they did not get along. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I think that kind of adds to their on-screen it, chemistry. Yeah. They had they had they definitely had a Hobbs and Shaw kind of relationship where they didn't get along too well. I can imagine that because one's old Hollywood and one's new Hollywood. And I can totally mm-hmm. see how their methods would not click together <laughs> at all. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was gonna say I was thinking more Betty Davis and um Joan Crawford style feud between them. That makes it more fun for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm waiting on I'm waiting on feud uh, uh, Shaw and Dreyfus. <laughs> they should make that one. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, get on that. I'll DM him. <laughs> it's gonna be like super glitzy and like hella gay. <laughs> He's made some random things, so why not that? Yeah. After some time, they they get so like pretty soon after their little uh, story time, they get a bite, and the line goes under the water. The shark goes under the boat. Um, Hooper doubts that it's a shark. He thinks it's like a sport fish or something. Um, but eventually, the line gets bitten. Like it just bites through the line, and Quentin is like, "Still think it's a sport fish?" <laughs> and he's like, "That doesn't prove anything." Um, so obviously, since it. Uh, Bites itself loose. It's gone for a little bit. Things are quiet, but not for long. Uh, Brody continues chumming uh, to draw the shark until eventually it pops up, um, like pretty close to him. And he re- that's when he says, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the many iconic. I didn't realize how many good lines and like dialogue there was in this movie. But there's quite a bit. Um, they see the shark and Quint has Hooper shut off the engine. Quint estimates it to be like 25 feet, which is like <laughs> pretty huge for a shark. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, that's almost a three-story long shark. Um, Quint harpoons it with a weighted barrel to track it, uh, which it just pulls underwater and disappears, even though it's like a heavy-ass barrel. Um, Quint and Hooper continue their bromance. Uh, oh, I think this is actually where they tell their scar stories. Oh, is um, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was later. Yeah, I think the first time they're just like chatting. Just they just like to chat. They they got they like having some bants. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that, I forgot they start singing. Like they start singing that that Spanish song or whatever about Spain or whatever. Oh, Danny uh, boy. <laughs> and then and then suddenly the shark appears and like rams the boat and conveniently the power goes out, which is always great. Well, which um, which they're surprised they're. I think like Hooper was it's Hooper, right? Yeah, hot scientist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's um he's like shocked that it's so smart. Like it's doing all mm-hmm. these things that it knows it's calculated. Like it knows exactly what it's doing in order to shut them down and get them out of the boat. Like so, mm-hmm. but that's what's so creepy about it is that the shark is highly intelligent. This is yeah, by a yeah. deep blue sea shark. 
Yeah, and I think they, they realize that too a lot the next day. Um, so like all night, basically, they're working on restoring the power because, you know, they don't want to have no power in the middle of the ocean with a man-eating, huge man-eating shark, you know, all around them. Um, they so, And then eventually, like, the barrels pop up. And for some reason, they decided it's a good idea to reel them in by hand. <laughs> so they're just, like, pulling in the rope uh, when suddenly the shark returns. Wait, no. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> they're pulling in the rope by hand and then suddenly it just reappears like super close to them and that 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 jump scare got me actually i was like oh shit it's right there because <laughs> i was so focused on the barrel and it's well, they so make close it look, yeah yeah <laughs> and then this big ass shark just appears um and brody's like all right enough of this let's go ahead and call the coast guard so he goes to the radio but quinn decides nah i'm obsessed with catching the shark now so i'm gonna go ahead and smash that up um, and just then the shark returns again and they attach another barrel to it. They eventually have three barrels attached to it, um, which that's a lot. <laughs> it seems like it a lot. Still, like it does go under, right? Like it still mm-hmm. pulls them under, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah this thing is a, a monster. Um, and for some reason, they decide smart to like tie the lines of the barrel to the boat, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> and it just starts pulling the boat, like fully just pulling the boat. Um, and it's like starting to break like the bow kind of because it's like so strong and they're like oh yeah maybe we should untie these but eventually they break off like the thing they're tied to breaks off um but before it does you know a lot of water has kind of flooded into the boat and it's kind of causing some leaks Uh, they decide the best course of action here is probably just to like head to shore to draw it into more shallow water so it's like easier to see and there's less places for it to hide so quint pushes the boat um he's like really really pushing the engine which is already like damaged they like barely got it fixed and the whole time hooper's kind of like hey like slow down like you're gonna you're gonna blow the engine and he's like ah shut up <laughs> just like pushing and pushing like he's it. a bad man right like he's, yeah he's slowly losing it or maybe quickly <laughs> yeah he's captain ahab <laughs> yeah yeah so he's just like gunning it like as hard as he can and then eventually the engine does blow because why not um, so now they have a blown engine and the, the boat is slowly starting to stink, stink. <laughs> <laughs> starting to sink and they don't really have a good plan to kill a shark other than try to inject it with like this little syringe of poison type thing. Um, but they decide, okay, let's go ahead and attach that to a harpoon and throw Hooper in a cage and you can just, you know, stick it with the harpoon and inject it. <laughs> and it just seems like a horrible plan from the get-go but you know insane. like and, and it's so scary like <laughs> it freaks me out so bad like oh yeah oh scary. Yeah. i was gonna ask how far inland did they come because like when he's down there and he's like wrestling with a shark he drops a spear and like there's clearly like just ground below him so i'm like how inland are they at this point because it's kind of shallow for that yeah and the boat's also pretty big though so i feel like the boat goes pretty deep already um but yeah and well the cage is also pretty low i think because because after oh anyway so let's just get into it i guess um so they toss him in the cage <laughs> with his little harpoon and a flashlight and uh jaws kind of just swims by you know he's like oh hey hey girl what's up <laughs> and then so hooper turns uh, to one side of the cage and then behind him jaws just appears and just starts annihilating the cage just like it's like tin foil just like going at it like chewing it all up and hooper's just trapped inside you know he can't really do anything Uh, but he's able to somehow get out uh and he like um well when he first gets attacked he drops the harpoon and i'm like this is the man who dropped a a shark tooth with just a dead body there and you're going to trust him to hold on to the harpoon i mean with all due i would have dropped it too obviously but so he just he just they had to go I was going to say, he does get a few in stabs in there because he's, like, just stabbing that thing and it's still, like, just ramming at him and going for it. Yeah. Like, it feels nothing. Yep. Uh, yeah, the cage just gets annihilated, like, within seconds, and he just flees to the bottom of the sea and kind of, like, hides in the seabed. Um, but th- at the same time, like, um, up on top of the ship, they're trying to, like, reel in the cage, but Jaws is fully just, like, on the boat <laughs> or on the cage. He's just, like, on the whole cage. Um, and they try so they try to wheel it up, but the crane slash pulley thing that pulls up the crane just breaks. Um, 
and things are calm for a second and then the shark just like body slams on top of the hole of the boat which causes it to tilt and quint just like slowly slides towards the shark's like open mouth and just gets like eaten just chomped up like slowly chomped little by little i don't like that part (laughs) yeah they like wwe it i love that what like WWE, where they just like slam on you like that. WWE, they just slowly eat each other. <laughs> no, it's like where he like body slams. He's like, "Whoa, being bitch." Yeah. yeah. So, so Brody is uh, like holding onto the door of the cabin to try and keep from falling into the shark's mouth, like Quint did. Um, and he's able to get into the cabin. He like slams the door, and we're like, "Okay, he's a little safe." But nope, the, the boat's sinking. So the cabin all around it is surrounded by water. The shark just like breaks through the window. Um, he's able to shove like an oxygen tank into its mouth, which, you know, drives it away for a second. Uh, from there, he kind of decides like, hey, I'm going to get on top of the crow's nest because this is if this boat's about to sink. That's the only place. That's the highest point, obviously. So he grabs a rifle and heads up there. Uh, we see the shark heading back towards him. And Brody's just like shooting and shooting. And he, he's like, okay, my plan here is I'm going to aim for that oxygen tank that's still in the shark's mouth. And hopefully, you know, that sets something off and I am able to kill it since our other plan failed. And he's shooting and shooting and then the shark's getting closer and closer and closer. And then eventually he hits the tank and then just poof, shark goes boom. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I feel yeah, like Michael that was... Film. <laughs> I feel like that was a really big explosion for like one oxygen tank, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Oxygen tank would be a big bang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always telling my dad that when he's smoking next to his oxygen tank. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does specifically say flammable. So yeah. <laughs> it's always a warning. Yeah. 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 So the original ending in the script had the shark jaws dying of harpoon injuries but they wanted to have a crowd-pleasing finale, so that's why he explodes. Did they have, like, an aquatic scene where they're, like, fully trying to help Jaws back up or what? (laughs) He (laughs) dies of harpoon injuries. (laughs) I feel like that's the way Quint wanted to die, though, right? Like, that's, like... Yeah. That's legendary. Yeah, it's one of those... Yeah, it's, like, there's another way for him to die than eventually by a shark, you know? Or like yeah. liver cirrhosis, but you know, either way. I mean, so many animals have taken so much out of him already. Might as well just get the full <laughs> body now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was messed up because he's like slowly being bit, like little by little, and he's like attacking it still. He's like slashing it at the machete, and then eventually it's just that last chomp, and he's like, Ugh. gnarly. This is <laughs> yes, the PG movie. Oh, like, what? I know. Wow. PG. <laughs> yeah, the it was radio. different times so back in the seventies. <laughs> The 70s were awesome. Yeah. It's not quite over yet, though. Hooper resurfaces, and they're both just laughing because, like, what the hell? Like, what just happened? Like, (laughs) we somehow lived. Um, Hooper asks about Quint, and Brody, you know, it's just like, nope, didn't make it. And they head towards shore on two of the barrels that, you know, the floating barrels that they had attached to the uh, shark, which no longer attached to the shark because it's dead. Yeah, and that is the end. They kicked off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, I will say it's so weird, like the like how things are supposed to be so serious, like when the shark attacks happen, things like that, but no one ever really cares. Or even like then, like the boat's fully gone, Quinn's dead, and they're just like, oh, let's just row back to shore into the sunset. Like <laughs> it's nonchalantly just gonna go for that. I guess they're so overwhelmed with relief that it's over. I mean, what can yeah. they do? Well, I think after I think happens. after that shark, they're like, I could care less if like a regular tiger shark shows up. You know, that's what I was thinking. Tails, like, there's other sharks in that water, brah. They clearly pulled one the day before. Yeah, obviously, there's yeah, there's more. Sharks like, are friends, guys. Oh, uh, I was gonna make a comment earlier because how we were saying how everyone in the town's like old AF or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say like, when they're in the hospital, those the doctor or whatever and the nurse, they look like they're just like fresh out of high school. <laughs> and I was like, why are the old people supposed to be like where they shouldn't be? Like that's just weird. But yeah, they're like wheeling them out. I'm like, why is that a 12 year old like 
pushing that fucking gurney as a doctor. It cracks me up when um the the old the group of um I guess I don't know if they're the mayor and stuff the townspeople get all get onto the ferry and they, to get to talk to the chief about closing down the beach and they all get out of the car and like, like their car suits <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're like all printed all prints on their suits and they're all old oh, that scene cracked me up <laughs> also is that how ferries used to be back in the day just like someone hand cranking it along. Yeah, I mean, they're so like that. Like, I went like that in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that, that sounds um, like OSHA violations. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I have a few more um, casting tidbits for our three main um, cast okay. members. So Roy Scheider, who played um, the chief, he got the part after he heard overheard Spielberg talking at a Hollywood party about the scene where the shark um eats quint um and he was instantly interested and he asked spielberg if he could be in the movie and spielberg had seen him and loved him in the french connection and he offered them in the part um richard dreyfus was not the first choice to play hooper he spielberg had approached john voigt and timothy bottoms and jeff bridges who were just hot off the last picture show um, and none of them committed. So then he went to Dreyfus, who he had, um, George Lucas had directed in American Graffiti. And then finally, Robert Shaw was not the first choice either. Lee Marvin and Sterling Hayden both turned it down. And then um, producers, I guess Daryl Zanuck, I don't know which Zanuck, um, recommended English actor Robert Shaw who had they had worked with in the sting which is a paul newman movie right oh the sting yeah is it, is it paul newman i guess it is it's paul newman not robert redford i get them mixed up <laughs> yeah one of those guys yeah it would have been weird yeah like i i think they made all the right choices because i think i mean jeff bridges would have worked like i think for that role um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'm obsessed with the last picture show so like question is roy schneider rob schneider's dad i don't Br- think so jeff bridges but... would have been like you got the wrong boat man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I forgot the most important thing. Roy Schneider starred in the 90s underwater adventure Sequest DSV. And that starred my 90s crush, Jonathan Brandis. So I just had to get that in there. Oh, The Sting had Paul Newman and Robert Ripper. That's what, uh, that's okay, the yeah. way I was right. <laughs> yeah, oh, their duo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Robert Shaw was just such a lucky accident then because he's just amazing in this movie. And I think you and I were talking about it like this was a hot Oscar season. So unfortunately, he missed out, but he should have, he definitely should have been. Yeah, I agree with you. He should have been dominated for this performance. He was excellent. And yeah, I also agree with you. I couldn't see this, any of these parts being someone, someone else. So I think it ended up being the right call. Yeah, Robert Drive, like he ended up going on to Close Encounters and yeah, that crazy mess, of a, <laughs> which I love that movie, but it's like a crazy mess. Like he, yeah. he, he's so like good in that movie because he's unhinged. Okay, um, yeah, well, let's get into our next segment, Ack, Ack, or Whack, Whack, which I want to rename and it probably will be renamed soon, um, <laughs> where we just give our opinions on the movie. Um, today we'll be, we will be rating it out of on a scale of one to ten shark tooths um yeah how about uh final girl brie how about you go you go first this time i haven't seen this movie in many many years and i did not think i would enjoy revisiting it as much as i did um the music is iconic uh, as we discussed the three main actors are stellar especially um robert shaw and it has the right enough um, builds the the tension and the scariness that uses the 
Um, Jaws, sparingly enough for when he is there, he is very scary, it's very effective, um, and it is very well-paced, as Calamity Cat mentioned. And for all those reasons, excellent acting, well, good pacing, um, I will give it a nine shark teeth out of ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. And I think um, over eight equals one jaws tooth. Um, so, uh, Cam Couser, Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I watched bits and pieces of jaws over the years, and I'm no, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really big on like animal horror movies. Um, I don't know, I love animals, but I just don't believe it, or I'm maybe too scared of it. I don't know. But I would say probably a 7.5 because it is it is a really good movie. I mean, it's a classic um, by a little unknown uh, director, Spielberg, you know. Um, but uh, sometimes the acting is just over over too much for me. It's just too much. And yeah, it's a little bit too dramatic for me. Shockingly, it's a little too dramatic, but <laughs> all right. it's all right. That's all right. It's a cool yeah. It'll hold the test of time. This is a safe Oh, spin. thank you. you can say whatever you want. I hated it. Yeah, I hope I hope it lasts the test of time. It's only forty six years old. It's unrealistic. <laughs> I don't believe it. Wow. I didn't kill Al for his troll too. <laughs> We're all good. We're all safe. No, I. Those kind of when it's a movie like that where it's like purposefully bad and you know it's bad it usually just takes me like a month to warm up to it i'd watch troll 2 again right now oh i don't think it was purposely bad i <laughs> oh, it was purposely bad <laughs> i feel they did their best but uh, yeah. i guess back to jars um you know this movie was the first documentary to become a blockbuster probably um until blackfish uh nothing probably reached the heights of this one um, but no, I, I really liked it. I had only seen it once before. I think back in my pretentious hipster trash film school days. Um, and I remember thinking, oh yeah, this movie's kind of slow paced, kind of boring. Uh, but no, it's actually like really, I think it's really well paced. There's a lot of tension, a lot of suspense. And every time when you do see the shark, I feel like the lack of shark for the first really like two thirds of the movie makes it so much more like effective and powerful when you do see it. Um, Because you don't expect it, really. You expect to just see kind of like the body underwater. And then when the face pops up right there in the middle of the screen, it's like, oh, shit. okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think. And also, like we said, the characters like Quint is just one of those characters. That's just like an iconic film character that um, I could watch anytime. So, yeah, I think I got to give it a nine out of ten as well, which is another Jaws tooth. Um, So um, PSL, Pumpkin Spice Lady, I guess. What are your thoughts? (laughs) I'm green tea lady today. Um, oh, oh, wow. You're going to become macho lady. <laughs> macho lady Randy Savage. I was thinking what? that. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to get the name wrong. No, and I was like, I'm going to get made fun of. It's going to be. I don't be like ma- that. No. Macho lady Brandy Savage. <laughs> Brandy Savage. Oh. Yeah, so this is a classic. I mean, this created a whole generation of people that were afraid to go into the water, <laughs> that they did not swim in the ocean at all. Um, I I think, you know, there were a lot of happy accidents on this film in the process. I'm sure it was like kind of excruciating for Spielberg. It wasn't exactly what he was wanting it to be, but it turned out to be like kind of a masterpiece. And I'm kind of the opposite of, of you, Ben. I kind of feel like animal horror movies really freak me out like Mm -hmm. they can be so real and and nature is you know uncontrollable right are we unpredictable we don't know what's going to happen so for me this movie like definitely holds up i saw it the most recent viewing before this one was at a classic a movie house a beautiful theater and um i brought a friend who had never seen it before she's a lot younger than me and she was terrified like, like after she was like, wow, like that was really scary. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's a scary movie. Um, so for me, this is a classic. I, I think it's a 10. Like, I think this is like a, one of those movies that just holds up over time and will, will be a, 
a classic for a really, really long time, at least until our oceans, you know, aren't here. Dry anymore. up. Yeah. Then all the fish die. <laughs> Thanks. At least, then, <laughs> at least then we can see all the sharks. Yeah. They're, well, they're dehydrated they're skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Water or world, they either take come. us over because now they're, the land is all covered in ocean. <laughs> True. Yeah. Waterworld is on Netflix, by the way. I have <laughs> I it saved. That's my jam. Yeah. I'm not watching it again, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. I guess. What's your rating, though? Like, I. Is that ten? Oh, okay, ten. Okay, I, I have ADD. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I bored you. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> men. No, it's okay. Um. A great white shark tooth. Yeah, but no, watching Jaws, Jars, um, it made me, I've always wanted to, every summer, the Draft House, if you live near Austin, unlike us who live in the Hidden Hills in California, um, every year the Draft House does their rolling road show of the, of the Jaws, of Jaws, and they, they show it on the lake, and you can, like, watch it while you're, like, on an inner tube, just, like, on the, on, and, like, on the water, this big screen's there, and you can just, like, get drinks, and that sounds, it sounds horrifying, but also so right. I want to do well, it. Well, they also have people that go that. Oh yeah. While you're doing it, but like they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll scare uh, they would get, they would get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, they have scuba divers go under under the, in the in the water and like fuck with people. I would hopper their ass real quick or hoop or whatever his name is. Hopper. Yeah. He'd take his machete out of his camp bag. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I've never gotten to do that, but I. I've always wanted to do it because mm-hmm. it just sounds amazing. It does look really fun. We I almost like anyway and drink, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We almost did it two years ago, and I really regret not doing it now. Yeah, maybe they'll do it again. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they did it this year. I mean, it is safe because you're going to be like distance away from people. Mm-hmm. No, what lake do they do it on? They're all on top of each other, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? What lake, what lake is this in? It's like in New Braunfels. It's on the on the river. Are there, it's are there Valente, sharks in the lake? Valente. I always get scared when I go to like. Oh yeah, to, Valente uh, Beach. Oh, it is on the yeah. They've done it in two in two different places though. Yeah, so now it's on it. <laughs> yeah, so in the lake. I always get scared when I go to Lake Care. I'm like, if I swim out, am I gonna die? But then again, I'm always just scared of like sea monsters underneath it. Yeah, sea monsters in the lake. Yeah, you never know, bro. Because sometimes when you're just floating there, you can hear like buzzing and like noises. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing really in lakes are gators and serial killers. Gators. Or yeah. serial killer gators. Oh. Pacific. Man. What was that movie? Well, what if it was Leprechaun versus Gator? Oh my God. Have y'all ever seen Alligator People? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really old <laughs> horror movie. There's a, there's it a, looks so creepy. Uh, there's a Scooby-Doo episode where they have alligator people. I saw that one. <laughs> I've probably seen that one too, but not, <laughs> not the movie. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, that just about wraps up this week's episode of You Can't Hide. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at You Can't Hide Pod and also on Instagram at You Can't Hide Pod. Send us a movie suggestion, a critique, a compliment, a love note at you can't hide pot at gmail.com until next week we'll be in six flags (laughs) i think you should shack up whenever you want oh my god (laughs) i'm good